0: And welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message.
1: Let us pray. Father, we're grateful, Lord, that you have sent Emmanuel, God with us in the person of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we just sang, Father, we will truly not walk alone. We don't have to feel isolated. We don't have to feel uh, overwhelmed, Lord, by our situations, Lord. But through Christ, Lord, we can do all things through him who gives us strength. And so bless our time, Lord, as we meditate upon your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For this morning's uh, devotion, I want to read to you the book of Psalm 83. And I'll read through it in the course of this brief message, but I'll read it at uh, portions at a time, and then I'll make some comments so that uh, we'll go through the whole um, uh, psalm. And let me read starting from verse one. Uh, It says this: "O God, do not keep silence; do not hold your peace or be still, O God, for behold, your enemies make an uproar; those who hate you have raised their heads. They lay crafty plans against your people; they consult together against your treasured ones." They say, come, let us wipe out them out as a nation. Let the name of Israel be remembered no more. For they conspire with one accord against you. They make a covenant. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek, Philistia and the inhabitants of Tyre. Ashur has also joined them. They are strong, the strong arm of the children of Lot. Now here we see the psalmist praying for God's intervention and deliverance. In the midst of the threats and schemes of their enemies. Now it's possible that this psalm may have been written in a particular historical context. Maybe they were about to be attacked by a certain nation or nations, but it is more likely, as you read the text, uh, that this was really a general prayer against the many enemies that she, she had to contend with. I mean, we can you imagine all those ten nations that are being named or peoples in this particular psalm? Now uh, the Expositor's Bible Commentary uh, has an interesting take on this. It, it identifies three types of schemes of the enemies uh, you know, that these ten nations represent. And uh, he identifies them as the following. The troubler nations, okay? This, this would include um, Edom, Ishmael... Moab, Hagrites, Ammon, Philistia, and Amalek. Okay. these are the nations that would bring some difficulty and afflictions upon the people along their journey, you know from the time that they left Egypt and into the promised land. Now the other nations they, it calls the seducers, uh, the nations that would entice Israel towards uh, being acculturated to the world. And these would be Gebal and Tyre. And then finally, the oppressors which would be the nations that would overrun Israel and Judah eventually and would bring exile into our population. And this is particularly uh, the nation of Assyria. Now, here, um, you know, as, as you read the psalmist, you get this sense that he's being overwhelmed, uh, not only with the many enemies that they had to contend with, okay? But more than that, it's also the well-planned strategies against their nation. Uh, again, you know, it says... Um, they, they lay crafty plans against your people. And it's, uh, that, that might be a shock to us. You know, when we go through our lives, we encounter difficulties and oppositions, and I'm going to make a comment on that later on, but uh, we don't realize that these are actually well-crafted uh, without giving too much credit to our spiritual enemies, yet we realize these are not just haphazard uh, opposition against us. And it was in the sense of being overwhelmed that he uttered this particular prayer. And so... Uh, what I want to share with you in our, our brief time are, are some lessons that we can learn about how to pray when we are facing opposition in our lives. The first lesson is this. Our enemies are God's enemies. Let me say that again. Our enemies are not just your enemies. They're God's enemies as well. Now, the psalmist goes back and forth and asks for God's help against their enemies. And at the same time, telling him, Lord, they are opposing you as they're opposing us now think about this you know we were actually once enemies of God that's what it says in Ephesians because we were rebellious we were in sin but you know because of God's mercy uh, he brought reconciliation uh, through his son Jesus Christ so aren't you glad I don't think we want God to be our enemy but in our previous previous state when we were away from Christ we were in that situation and we were objects of wrath, as Ephesians says. But thanks be to God, he showed mercy and grace by sending his own son to be the one who, bore, who would bear the brunt of the wrath of God. And so because of what Christ has done, his sacrificial death and resurrection, now not only have we we've been reconciled, but we're, uh, you know, we're allies of God. But the implication is this, though. Now we were enemies of God. Now we're uh, loyal subjects of God, if you will. But uh, the consequence, though, is his enemies now become our enemies and that's that's a reality that we have to face if you haven't realized that by now and so you might wonder well I'm a peacekeeping I'm a peace loving person how come all these enemies well guess what why does god's enemies become your enemies now well you know what's going to happen and again uh, this is you know we don't have time to look into this but you'll find out that we because we're co-heirs with Christ who is going to inherit the whole world we are going to be, along with Christ, are going to be the instruments by which God will bring about his kingdom and also judge the spiritual powers of darkness. We will be the instrument of God's judgment against them. And so guess what's happening now? The enemy knows, I'm talking about spiritual enemies, okay, because we, you know, unfortunately, we also have natural enemies, but this is more primarily for the spiritual enemies of God and, of course, those who will rebel against him. The, The judgment... is going to be be inevitable. And so the enemy knows that their time is short, and what they're doing by opposing us is to prolong that inevitability. Now, you may have never heard that, but the longer he can oppose you and me in following Christ and being instruments of his kingdom purpose, the longer he can delay his judgment. So don't be surprised if you encounter opposition continually. This thing is not going to end until we've overcome all the schemes of the enemy. Now, uh, let me go on to the next one because, uh, as he said, that's a message in and of itself. This is the continuing uh, reading of verse 9. Do to them as you did to Midian, as to Sisera and Jabin at the river Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Ze'eb, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmuna, who said, let us take possession for ourselves of the pastures of God. The second lesson in prayer here is that we ought to recount how God has defeated our enemies in the past. See, the Midianites and the Canaanites, who are these dudes? Okay? I mean, there's all these names. Okay? You have to study your Bible in order to appreciate uh, who, these, uh, who these personalities and these uh, nations were. They were the Midianites and the Canaanites who were Israel's enemies, particularly during the time of the Judges. And in both cases, I think it was in Judges 4 and in Judges 5, God gave a great victory to the Israelites, you know, as they were being attacked by these different uh, uh, nations. Now, think about this. We face an unprecedented combination of health and economic problems, individually, families, as a nation. And not only that, not only do we face these health problems and these uh, economic uh, problems, there's also social and political unrest. We know all these things. So it can really feel overwhelming. And it can, and, and, you know, despair, hopelessness, fear, anxiety has come upon so many people. You know, the mental health problems that people had. That's why even the government is recognizing. That's why we need churches, because we provide an essential service. We're the, we're the ones, you know, yes, there's the medical field, but more than the physical condition, it's the spiritual strength that we all need in this uh, time of crisis. And you know what I've learned to do in my times of prayer? We've been in this, what, six, seven months now in our quarantine and in various degrees. And what I've learned to do in my prayer is to recount, is to remember, Lord, thank you for the times past that you have delivered us from sickness and disease you know as we continue to pray for for divine health and healing you know uh, and and uh, every day we face a challenge isn't it we, we can't just stay at home we have to live our lives but i recall you know one of them i don't know if i've shared this in the past one of the most overwhelming things that we face as a family is in 2013 when three of my four children all had dengue at the same time i don't know about you But that was as big a crisis as we have ever faced in our health. And I remember how God healed all of my children within a few days. And so, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, there's no threat of sickness. There is. But I recall how God has delivered me and my family from that. And that's what I take confidence in. And recount the number of times God has provided for you in times past. And the same God who brought deliverance... As the psalmist says, remember what you did before with our enemies. Would you do that again for us today? And finally, number three, uh, let me read the rest of the psalm. It says, Oh my God, make them like whirling dust, like chaff before the wind. As fire consumes the forest, as the flames set the mountains ablaze. So may you pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your hurricane. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be put to shame and dismayed forever. Let them perish in disgrace, that they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. And the third lesson in prayer here is seek the glory of God. These three lessons in prayer. You know, um, God's enemies are our enemies are God's enemies. Recount how much God has done for you in the past, and number three, seek the glory of God. What do I mean by that? Well, here, He was praying imprecatory prayers, isn't it? It's prayers for the destruction of, of uh, their enemies. And there is a place, as I said previously, that you know. And again, we're not we're not to take vengeance on ourselves, you know. God says, leave room for God's wrath, but you can bring it to God. Pwede sa Panginoon. Isumbong mo kay Lord, okay? Sabi mo lahat, Lord, ito yung ng kalabang ko, Lord. Iligtas yung po ako, Lord. Bring destruction, Lord. Bring an abortion. Bring frustration to the schemes of the enemy. And we can pray that. And you know what God will do? He said he's going to terrify them. You know, we just had this horrible typhoon afflict us. And he says, Lord, terrify them with your hurricane. Uh, you know, you don't wish that upon anyone else, isn't it? I mean, we, we need to help our countrymen who are still suffering to this day, you know, from the, from the effects of this typhoon but that's what god will do for our enemies and now we know that's true for our spiritual enemies but what about our natural enemies there's something here that comes to us by surprise he says terrify them so that they might seek your name so apparently there is a place it it gives god glory not just to destroy their our enemies but also to bring them to repentance actually so with, there's a place for us to pray. You know, think about the Apostle Paul when, when uh, he was <clears throat> there you know, at the martyrdom of, of Stephen. <clears throat> and instead of, being, instead of uh, being destroyed, the Lord saved Saul from the, being a persecutor. He became a preacher of God. And as we close, I want us to understand that God can do that. If you have enemies that you're having to contend with, pray this prayer. Lord, terrify them so that in the end they might seek your face. I believe the Lord can and will do that, that he might be glorified in the situations that we're faced with. So let me pray for you as we end this time. Father, I'm so thankful that through your word and by your Holy Spirit, Lord, you're speaking afresh to us. Lord, you're not only lifting up our faith and our confidence in you, but Lord, you want to intervene. Lord, when we face our spiritual and even if ever there are natural enemies that we have. Lord, thank you that as your word says, Lord, the battle is the Lord's. Lord, thank you that this is not just about our battle. It is your battle. And you will be the one to fight for us. And you'll be the one to fight with us. Thank you, Lord, that we can face this day and the days ahead with confidence in you. Because we pray to the living and awesome God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's end this time with worship.
0: I will go where you would go. Take the- Lives within me. You my you my
1: Let me send you out again with the same scripture that the, the Lord gave me to speak to you this morning. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. May Christ in us be the one to help us face this day and face this season. God bless you all.
0: Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every weekday morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.